Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community. Our goal is to highlight and bring awareness to people and organizations who are doing great things in our community with the hope that our listeners will be inspired to do the same. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker has hosted a veteran appreciation event the last couple of years where we invite local nonprofits to come and share all the great ways that they make a difference in our community for our veterans. This year I made some great connections, uh, some with nonprofits that had a table at the event and also with some new nonprofits that I was introduced to after the event. Today's interview is the result of two of those connections that were made. My first guest today is Theo Williams, otherwise known as Hollywood, from the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association of Wisconsin. Welcome to the show today, Theo. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, or maybe I should say Hollywood. Welcome, <laughs> Hollywood. So first of all, thank you for your service. Thank we you, appreciate that, service to our country. Um, why don't you give us a little background on you? How did you get the name Hollywood and how you served? <laughs> Well, the name Hollywood came from, um, in the past, I'd say, three, four years that I've been a member of uh, CVMA, I've done a few uh, TV interviews and uh, radio interviews, and the last one happened right before one of our annual rides, and my entire chapter was behind me, and at the, ta- at the, at the time, my name was actually Aquaman. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so so they after after the interview everyone kind of made the joke that now it's now you're Hollywood and ah, okay. then it became Hollywood. So you're a veteran veteran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then how did you surf? So um I was uh in the United States Army um back in 1990s when I joined. Um Based out of based out of Wisconsin, that's where born and raised. Um, after that, I got deployed to Desert Storm, Desert Shield, as a uh, eighty-eight Mike, which is a motor transport. Um, kind of fresh out of high school, <laughs> and then did Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Came back home. Then I went to Germany um, for a year and a half. Came back home, stationed in Louisiana, and then I went to Somalia. So wow. um, I've been twice deployed. Um, you know, and as at that time, I believe by the time of Somalia, I was 23. <laughs> wow, so yeah. much to see and experience yes. as a young yeah. man. Prior prior to that, I had never been out of Wisconsin. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow! I bet the stories you have to share, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. So, who are they, and how did they get started? So, Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association is an association of combat veterans um, that ride motorcycles as a hobby. Um, And through that hobby, we um, raise funds for other veteran organizations um, throughout our community or state. Uh, We are a national um, organization. Uh, We also do have uh, members that are abroad. Um, I believe it was started back in 2001 um, from members Individuals that needed that sense of brotherhood that they didn't find in the civilian world, so they came together, um, created um, 
what is now known as Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association. Through the years, it kind of went through a couple different variation of names. Um, there was a big partnership with the VFW, um, and then not necessarily anything bad, but they they kind of split and made their own. Parted ways. Yep, yep, yeah. thank you. Part, parted ways. Um, now, like I said, we're in all 50 states, and I believe in four foreign countries. Wow. Um, um, some some members are still active, um, active serving, and then we've got all verified combat uh, service. We also do have members that did not get the call to action to go to combat, um, but they served during those times, so we have those members as well. Yeah. So. Some people say, you know, you put on a uniform and mm -hmm. you've served, right? Correct. Right. right. And do you ever get a chance to go to any of the other countries to ride? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. Not yet. Yeah, that's okay, what I said. Yeah, Not yet. maybe coming down the pike there. But right. um, so repeat your mission again. So the mission of Combat Veteran Motorcycle Association is vets helping vets. Okay. Um, that's that's in a nutshell. That's what we do. We're all we're all veterans, and we are there to serve our brothers and sisters that maybe not as fortunate as we are to have uh, motorcycles. Um, so that's kind of our our whole goal. Our mm -hmm. basis of whatever everything that we do yeah very simply stated but mm -hmm. you know a great goal mm -hmm. so then how did you hear about cvma and why did you decide to join so i've been riding motorcycles for six years um, it's one of those things where i always wanted to do it um, and then as i've been a civilian um, there is that sense of brotherhood i really haven't connected with a, with too many people prior to um, and then actually I was at the Wisconsin State Fair and I saw a couple members and I told my now fiance, I was like, if ever I join any type of military organization for motorcycles, that's the one I'm going to join. This would be it. Mm -hmm. And then that was, so that was State Fair. And then it was the Veterans Day Parade. I saw the group again. I was like, all right, it, it's, it's meant to be. Mm. So um, shortly after that, I believe six months after that, I became a member. Wow. And you've been a member for how long again? Just just under six years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you probably have some great stories there to tell, too. You oh, know, I do. Just I've, of your experiences. I've, I've, I've ridden my motorcycle from, from here to El Paso to okay. Wyoming, and it's been fun. I mean, it's the one thing I hate is that I waited so long to actually mm -hmm. ride a motorcycle. <laughs> but um, So just, how many guys typically go? Like you're saying you went on this trip. Is oh, it like the a huge group? You know, you see this... <laughs> entourage of like right. you know somebody's leading out front yep. and then 20 exactly. 30 motorcycles behind that's ex you know. that's exactly it okay um, so every year we have a national convention if you will it moves around the, the country okay so everyone from this from the from all the uh, chapters kind of go so anytime in june you'll see <laughs> that that convoy of motorcycles okay and do you have like leather Jackets that said that say CVMA on the back. <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> and Hollywood we written yes, over yes, that. Yes, we do. We do you have do? Vests. Okay. Yes, we do have vests. <laughs> it's like your uniform. Right? Yes, yes, it is. I treat it. <laughs> I treat it much like my military uniform. So. There you go. Wonderful. Well, it's time to take a, a quick break. But when we return, Theo is going to share with us some of the benefits of membership, mm -hmm. other than the obvious of getting to ride with other fellow bike lovers. Right. So okay. stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking today with Theo Hollywood Williams from the <laughs> Combat Veteran Motorcycle Association of Wisconsin. So, Theo, talk to us about some of the benefits of membership. So, what I can talk about is the benefit that I've experienced. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as I mentioned before, is kind of that sense of brotherhood. Um, you know, prior to joining, I was out for 20 plus years. Um, and new members or people that have been in, you almost instantly get that, like you, it was just yesterday when you were in the barracks. It's, it's, I've, I've seen it happen um, to where people are very quiet at first, and then like the first time you meet them, second time you meet them, it's like you've, you've known them for 20-plus years. Mm, um, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's on, on a personal level for, for the member. Um, what you get back through giving out to the community is 10 times better. Um, you know, it gives you, kind of gives you a sense of purpose, um, you know, regardless of what you do in your day-to-day or professional lives. Um, when you see helping, see, see what your efforts go towards as far as helping a veteran or helping an organization get off the ground, get their feet going, um, it, it gives you, it's, it's heart healthy. You know? Oh, for mm-hmm. sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so then, uh, we know that the the CVMA has members that are driving around and going to different um, events uh, or different places around the country. Do you have any events that you guys put on for the public specifically? We do. Um, like I said, we have we have uh, multiple chapters throughout the state. Each each chapter has its own um, kind of what we call a sanctioned event. Um, those are all, most of all of our events are open to the public. Uh, we do have a one one chapter has a muscatrolli dinner in the spring. Um, every chapter has rides throughout the summer that are going to benefit some veteran organization. Um, and then we also, you know, those, those, that's kind of our go-to things that we do. Okay, and so, so are you saying chapters? So each state is a chapter or there are multiple chapters within the state there are multiple chapters within the state okay yeah, and so, so then how does one go about getting involved or partnering or becoming a member of one of those chapters so we do have um we try we try as much to get out in the public and get seen um, we do have websites and we do have facebook pages um, i can share that contact info um, so you know for instance our Wisconsin uh, website is cvmawi.org and that that is kind of our our state facing page and then on that page has all the different chapters and contact info okay um so okay now what about collaboration you know I talk about Mm -hmm. how not one nonprofit can do it all and unfortunately I've run it not many times but I have run into situations where sometimes nonprofits are um, competitive, you know, because they're like, we're vying for the same dollars. And then mm-hmm. it's in the next breath, I'm saying, really, there's no competition. I mean, we're all in this together. Right. There's plenty to go around. We can help somebody else. Right. Uh, they can help us, you know, goes around, comes around kind of a thing. Um, are there other organizations that you work with that help you accomplish your mission or that you just partner with for, for other reasons? So we do partner um, because we are we are a five hundred one c three 
company. We do we do partner with other organizations such as um, Center for Veterans Issues, okay. Hogs for Heroes, Stars and Stripes Honor Flight, Dogs to Dog Tags, um, Wisconsin Heroes Hero Outdoors, Outdoors yes. um, Camp Hometown Heroes. Um, let's see, um, I believe there's. Wisconsin Veteran Home up in the Green Bay area, okay. I believe. So throughout the state, you know, we are constantly looking for um, those other organizations that are out helping the, the veteran community, and we give help wherever we can. And I've actually interviewed a number of those that you mm-hmm. that you make mention of. And mm-hmm. so if someone is listening and they either want to become a member mm-hmm. or – uh, they want to connect with you. Maybe they're another veteran organization. Right. Uh, the best way to do that, again, is to go to your website. Yep, you can go to our website, cvmawa.org. Um, all the individual chapter websites are on there as well. Um, we have a Facebook page, a public Facebook page, um, or you can contact me. You can contact me. So in CVMA, Wisconsin, I'm the state PR officer. Okay. Um, of course you are, because your name is Hollywood. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> what other person would right. be, that would be better suited for that? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and so that that uh, email address is spro at cvmawi.org. Okay, so. and I imagine if you just Googled mm-hmm. CVMA Wisconsin, it, it, it would come up, or maybe just Combat Vets. Yeah, if, if, you, if you Google, I believe, the Combat Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association, okay. you'll get you'll probably get a plethora of answers because, like I said, we are a national organization. We do have a national um, board of directors, if you will, um, that you'll probably get to their page first. Okay. Um, and then there's a contact form down at the bottom. You fill it out um, if you're interested in becoming a member. And then I believe also on the website they have a, um, a map of all chapters throughout the of actually all chapters. Okay. Um, and But you have to like zoom in and click the exact one. Okay. So. And I know when I was doing research and going to your page, I know if you, your um, uh, uh, org. Correct. Yeah. Go to that page and you scroll down, um, you can see a picture of Hollywood and you can understand <laughs> why he's called Hollywood. So just saying. <laughs> you can give it, a, give it a try. <laughs> so... Theo mm-hmm. or Hollywood. Either or. How would you sum up our conversation today in terms of a call to action to our listeners? What would you like to tell them today? Um, so what I'd like to say is, um, you know, you see when you see um, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing in the in the motorcycle community. If you see a group of um, motorcycles riding, they're usually riding for a cause. Um, check out our pages see what we're about, see what, see what we're doing, what we have coming up. And um, we can definitely work with any organization to further our mission as far as vets helping vets. Okay, wonderful. Well, actually one of the nonprofits at our veteran appreciation event this year had some four-legged veterans accompany their two-legged veteran best friends. That's how I was connected to our next guest. So if you're a dog lover, Mm -hmm. you won't want to miss our next inspirational story. And we're actually going to ask Hollywood to stick around because (laughs) he and our next guests are really good friends. So you'll you'll have some entertainment in the next couple segments. So (laughs) we'll be right back after a short commercial break. 
You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. Well, I would say interviewing our next nonprofit was a no-brainer for me because of my love of dogs. It's such an inspirational story, whether you're an animal lover or not. Uh, The next nonprofit was started by a civilian contractor in Afghanistan. Dogs to Dog Tags works to support the people who have fought for our freedom. Welcome to the show today, Tori Willidson. Thank you for having me, Jill. I appreciate it. You yeah. are welcome. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> yeah. And again, Hollywood right. sticking around for I'm these uh, these next segments to uh, offer some comments along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you start, Tori, by helping us understand what inspired you to start dog Dogs to Dog Tags? Um, well, it was my time um, with the Marines and uh, my tour of Afghanistan as their, uh, their dog guy they, that's what they call me they talk they the call dog me, guy they call the me the dog, dog man actually because um, <laughs> dog whisperer was taken right right right, right right, right. I, I, right officially i was um the sme which is a subject matter expert so okay i got a lot of that grief from them too okay mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was my time with um those young guys that some of them never even had a family pet and you know i was training dogs with my team to find bombs and then when we had the, the dogs uh, tuned up, uh, the, the Marines came in, and we would teach these kids five weeks in North uh, Carolina and then you know, another seven weeks in, at Viper training in 29 Palms before deployment. So <clears throat> as, as a civilian, um, I've always respected the military. My, my father was in the Air Force. My, gra- my grandfather served. All my uncles were in the Army or the Air Force or the Marine Corps. Um, you know, it was a big part of my family life growing up, you know, 4th of July, Memorial Day. Um, my dad was in the Legion. Uh, so it, it was just at the age I was when 9-11 happened, I wasn't eligible to go in into the service. Okay. And when, when this opportunity came up, it was just my way to kind of pay back uh, for everything that I got mm. as an American. Mm. Nice way to put it. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so what's your background in dog training, and how did you actually get started in the field? Uh, well, I grew up with all those uncles that served, and mm-hmm. uh, they were all hunters. Uh, they were bird hunters. They were, you know, fowl, waterfowl hunters. Um, everybody had a dog. There was a black lab in every family at our family picnics. And uh, <laughs> those dogs pretty much became our babysitters because the parents <laughs> were doing their thing. So wherever we went, we had a pack of dogs with us. And it was black labs and yellow labs and chocolate labs. And um, it was just, it was part of our family. Um, and the dogs were part of the family as well. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what got me into it. And as I got older, they started taking me hunting. Um, and that just became something that I did. Uh, then <clears throat> I ran into um, some guys who did the field trial game and the hunt test game. So it became more of a competition. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that you learn in field trial training that is actually what brought those dogs to the company that I was working for because up until 
2006 or seven, all the, the bomb search dogs were on 30 foot leashes. Uh-huh. So, and what's that? So, <clears throat> the bomb, leashes. a 30 foot leash. Oh, leash. we're on a 30 right. foot leash. Yes. Oh, okay, got so it, got it. They were never more than 30 feet away from a potential explosion. Got it, um, okay. Yeah. So, what we were doing was, you know, leagues beyond the 30 foot leash because you could send them out off leash right. and control them while they searched, you know, buildings or cars or roadways. Um, it made their transportation, you know, quicker they could do 500 yards at a time instead of 30 feet Mm. um so it was pretty amazing i was very honored to to be asked to come join that team i imagine um how long does it typically take to train a dog i'm curious uh for dogs to dog tags uh yeah for to go out and do these you know sniffing out the the bombs oh Oh. for the for the bomb dogs Yeah. yeah so it it depends upon you know when we were traveling around the country getting dogs uh, for the program, because when I went down there, I was hired because they had a 680-dog contract. And they needed trainers that understood what um, the methods were they were using. So we got some dogs that were already ready to go, and we just had to tune them up. Um, others were younger, so we had to run them through the whole program, um, the handling. Uh, then we imprinted the dogs uh, on the explosives. So. What was being used in Afghanistan, C4, uh, TNT, whatever kind of um, explosive materials they were using at that time. Um, We would then imprint them, the dogs, on the explosives because labs naturally hunt. Um, So we would teach them how to, you know, clear rooms in their hunt pattern, uh, clear roadways in their hunt pattern or open fields. And after they were imprinted on the explosives, then we, we brought the Marines in. And we showed those kids uh, how to handle the dogs with us. And how long would that process take? So it was our training of the dogs before the Marines came in was probably about three or four months. Okay. Then when the Marines came in, they spent five weeks with us in North Carolina. And then seven weeks we spent with them in 29 Palms, California. Oh, that's right. You were saying that Um, before. Yeah. And they would then move uh, the dogs into their platoon. So Viper training is pre-deployment. And if you've ever been to 29 Palms, California, or Yuma, Arizona, yeah. um, it looks like Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh, it, it was okay. a very it was it was a good place to mm-hmm. get the dogs ready for going to Afghanistan. So when we got out to Viper training, they would work with the guys and their team because they would send one one Marine from each uh, platoon to have a dog. Okay. And you know that that was you know where I really got to see what was going to be coming in my future because they were setting up mount towns, they were setting up bazaars, they were showing where you know hostile compounds would be, how they were going to go into the compounds, how the dogs should be used um, to search, um, so they could get in you know and get out without being safely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, how many dogs have you actually placed with veterans so far? How many dogs have I placed with veterans for dogs to dog takes? Yeah. Uh, 33. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Now, I'm sure you have countless memories with your time in Afghanistan. Would you like to share one that really stands out to you? Um, well, I mean, there were so many. Um, I mean, so the reason I started Dogs to Dog Takes was there was a, a, a young Marine who, um, he was in Charlie Company. And I had just gone down to um, 
his base, which was um, just a bit a bit south of, of where I was in Sangin, and he was at a, a, a tr- patrol base called uh, Nole, and I was going down there to recertify uh, the dogs and see where they were at. It had been a couple of weeks since I'd been there, so I had all of the dog handlers from from Charlie Company. <coughs> this might get a little teary. Um, That's okay. So I had been there for three days, and um, we were getting our pictures taken, and all the handlers were there. And the, if you go to our website, you'll see the picture of all of us sitting on the steps at Nole. Um, <clears throat> so as I was getting in the convoy to come back, Chris came up, and he was like, hey, man, I got a really, I got a really bad feeling about this patrol I'm going on to tonight. And um, I just, I, you know, I had a long weekend. We had a great time. I just kind of looked at him and I said, hey, brother, it's, it's the same day as it was yesterday until it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, I left. And, you know, when you're in that combat area, no way was only, you could hear firefights that were going on all mm-hmm. around us all the time. There was always either high Mars coming in or someone detonated uh, an IED. So it was nothing new. I was watching, actually, I was watching a movie uh, <coughs> with the British element that was with us, at, um, uh, Jackson. And um, I just kind of, I remember looking up and just thinking that I went back watching the movie. And um, I went to bed and one of my handlers came in. And uh, the hardest part about doing this with these guys is um, it's always in the back of your mind, you know, which one, mm-hmm. which one's going to get hit or shot because you were with 32 kids. Yeah. And where we were um, wasn't really a nice place. So uh, Moreno came in and he's like, hey, stop, Sergeant needs to see you. And I knew mm-hmm. something had happened. I just didn't know who it was. And... Uh, I asked him, and he said, I can't. you got to come now. And um, it just happened to be Chris. And the whole platoon, excuse me, it's all right. from the 81s were sitting there with their heads down. Because they knew. And I just said, is he alive? And they said he is right now. Um, so I, I just kind of sat there with them all and... I experienced um, what those guys experience. Uh, and some of them had been through combat several times. Um, I had not. Um, so after that happened, um, my whole life kind of changed. Um, and it, it, uh, it was then the fight, because Chris woke up um, from his accident and he asked for his dog. So I started trying to get his dog out of Afghanistan. And uh, and his dog was not with him when he... No, they were on had... a night patrol. Okay. So if if she would have been with him during the day, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. She, she would have caught that um, before they got to it. So they, they were at no way, and they went out the back gate. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a very... Um, hostile area. There was always a lot of ticks going on there. There was always a lot of IEDs. Um, they knew what they were getting into. Um, 
but what happened was is it was a daisy chain. So the point man stepped out of ID. Um, sorry, Theo. Um, the point man stepped on an ID, and it's natural for your brothers to run in, and that's what they preyed upon. Mm-hmm. So they had one set for someone to step on, but they had seven others set out in oh all different goodness. places. Okay. So Chris ended up um, losing both of his legs, one above the knee and one below the knee, and one of his brothers, same thing, and a turp and another um, brother were killed mm-hmm. in that in that IED attack. Um, that I heard, but I didn't know it was him because they were going off all the time. But um, when he asked for his dog, I just started trying to get her out of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working, and unbeknownst to me, Chris's dad and mom were um, <clears throat> Air Force. They happened to know uh, the general at Bastion, and he sent a helicopter out and grabbed the dog oh, and wonderful. brought him back. And yeah. then she, Harley stayed at, uh, at Leatherneck for a while until we could get her on a transport to Chris while he was healing. Mm. And obviously the union, uh, the reunion of so the two te- of them must have been just Well, technically awesome. Harley would have been my first dog placed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that kind of, I just, I saw uh, what the dogs did for morale. Mm-hmm. And I saw how much their handlers um, loved them and respected them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were there to do a job, and they did it very well. But I needed to do something when I got home because of the... So as a civilian, when you jump in with Marines, you have to prove yourself. It's just how it is. Right. Um, I went from <laughs> That's right. that, that dirty contractor <laughs> to, you know, before right. I left, they were calling me brother. Yeah, and yeah. giving me hugs, and it's just been one of those things. Um, there is nothing like the camaraderie you get uh-uh. um, in a combat situation, or even in the military, with the guys that you spend that much time with. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've, I obviously have never experienced that, but I've been told that many, many times, and I can only imagine uh, how wonderful that is to have a relationship with with uh, people when you're far from home. Yeah. You know, other other men and women that are fighting alongside you. You know, you be, you I, I become, imagine it's, it's priceless. Well, and, and, and that's kind of where CVMA came in. I mean, Chris had a long, a long recovery. And um, we can talk about that in a little bit. But CVMA, CVMA was huge, um, even in his state. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're national. So Chris looked uh, several places. Um, he worked, he was an avid, you know, gym guy. Um, he was an actor on General Hospital. He was a model. Oh. He was a model for jockey. Wow. And, and <laughs> try to get out of my road name. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to love me. You know. um, but, you know, he, he, him and I stayed really close. And, you know, he talked about the different organizations that he joined. Right. He, he joined or looked at joining. And he found a home with, um, he's actually the XO. Yep. of Combat Veteran Motorcycle uh, Association in um, 24, are they? Yep, 24. 24-3. Uh, yep. So he's just out. He's just east of St. Louis, and he's okay. the executive yep. officer of that group. And he, he's like, I found my home. I found my guys, mm-hmm. and I can go into that about yeah. 
what we've talked about on that. Yeah. Right. That's that's wonderful. I mean, I so appreciate you sharing that story because I know that it's very emotional. Um, and Twelve I, years and I still can't get through it. Yeah, and I imagine there are people listening that understand how tough that is, um, and we just can't say enough. Um, you know, thank you to those men and women that serve for our freedom, uh, that, you know, fought for our freedom. I can't say that enough, but, um, we're actually going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, Tori will give us an idea of some of the different programs that dog to dog tags offers when we return. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm ending our interview today, uh, this last segment, with Tori Willitson, founder of Dogs to Dog Tags. And Hollywood is sticking around uh, from CVMA uh, to give some some lend some words to this last segment as well. So, um, Tori, this is obviously an amazing organization doing really important things. Can you tell our listeners about the different services that you provide? Um, Well, so for the services, we have a Leica's fund and Leica was a dog that was um, one of the last dogs that I trained for the Army TED program. And her handler asked me to adopt her because he wanted to stay in. So I went through the Pentagon and the Master Sergeant, and he's like, yeah. He goes, you trained her, you can, you can. So I picked her up in Colorado, and she passed away two years ago. Mm. And my board of directors started a fund called the Leica's Fund because we were receiving a lot of requests from veterans to take their dogs because they couldn't afford them. And instead of doing that, we started raising money to help them with food or medical um and that's you know, so they it, could it, keep their dogs it, it's a grant yeah. it's a grant program and it goes 250 uh 250 500 750 a thousand you can only get a thousand dollars a year um but it's helped veterans keep their dogs and i just i found it uncomprehensible that i was going to take a dog from a veteran to give it to a veteran and mm-hmm. i'm like we got to figure a way to figure this out so like is fun does that uh pets to vets is kind of um, in the same realm, but you can be someone um, who doesn't have a dog from us, who doesn't uh, who doesn't go through training for us, but maybe they need a knee surgery, or they need flea and ticket heartworm, or they need some assistance with medical. So it, that one's all medical, um, and you can apply for that. It's the same thing: two fifty, five hundred, seven fifty, a thousand, no more than a thousand dollars a year, because we want to try to you know assist as many as we can so people donate directly right to those programs so you know that's that's great and then um as far as where dogs to dog tags is located so again if somebody's listening and they're like this is such an awesome program uh maybe they have a special connection with a veteran maybe they love dogs maybe it's a combination of of both of them and they want to give back somehow um, where is Dogs to Dog Tags located, and and what areas do you serve? We're in the town of Lima, so it's the it's a it's a Plymouth address, um, but we're you know in between Sheboygan Falls and Plymouth, so we're about an hour north of Milwaukee. Um, you can go up 57, 
um, or you can take uh, 43 up and it's an easy easy place to find um, we do have a d2dt.org website or dogs to dog tags um, dot org as well and we're on linkedin facebook twitter um instagram uh we're, we're there okay uh, so we're, we're easy to find and i think it's important to be sure people understand that you work all over i do i mean you're mm-hmm. physically located here in wisconsin mm-hmm. but you've talked about how you travel yeah. to these <laughs> other locations so to we, we help. did um, we and we still will, but right now we're focusing on the state of Wisconsin. Okay, um, and that's because of the amazing support that we've gotten from the state of Wisconsin in in all manners. Um, okay, COVID kind of. We do have dogs in eight states that we still take care of. Like we supply them with their food for the rest of the dog's life. We supply supply them um, with their flea ticker heartworm. Um, but when COVID hit and I couldn't travel anymore. Um, I started spending a lot of time in the state of Wisconsin and working with the people in the state of Wisconsin, and I realized that I don't really have to leave the state of Wisconsin to um, help our vets, and that's kind of where I ran into uh, Combat Veteran Motorcycle Group. Mm-hmm. And Chris had, you know, the reason I started Dogs to Dog Tags, Chris Van Etten, he had been looking for some brother support, and it, he found Combat Veteran Motorcycle right. Group, and he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm in. And he's so in, he's now the XO right. <laughs> of his combat veteran motorcycle group. And um, it's just, it's kind of come full circle. I mean, for me and Chris going to Afghanistan together, to me running into the combat veteran motorcycle yeah. groups in the state of Wisconsin, and every one of them has helped us. These guys and and all the other groups are are huge support to organizations. They are nonstop ruthless when it comes you see them in a pack they're raising money for someone they're not they're not out joyriding it's it's joy to them because they're with their brothers right but if you see a cvma patch or a vfw patch or you know a legion riders patch or or any any they're they're raising money for someone Mm -hmm. pretty much that's all all motorcycle uh, groups they if you see them out running they're raising money for something whether it be a veteran organization a uh, women's group, um, something for children, you know, Fisher that's House. Fish, yeah, Fisher House. Oh, okay. So yeah. that's another one that we were at. But it, I just, I loved it because this, without getting into details, um, spending hmm. time with Marines is much different than spending time with anybody else on the planet. Their humor is very dark. Um, there <laughs> is a lot of ribbing going on. And when I ran into, when I was invited to the first CVMA, I was like, Wow, I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is good because they, it doesn't stop. You know, mm-hmm. that everybody gets so comfortable mm-hmm. with who they are in those groups that you just, the girlfriends, the wives, I mean, it, it's a big, it's a, it's a family, yeah, family. And the comfort level there for someone who's been in combat is just, um, like Chris said, he goes, I, they, they saved my life. Yeah. Because he, he was, he was, he rode by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, or with his dad until he found Combat Veteran Motorcycle Group. And now he, he rides with them, and he's, he's a Tory on home. Yeah. And it's so fun to see the the banter between the two of you, <laughs> because you know, the relationship that you guys right. obviously have, and one who served in combat, one who was in a combat zone. I mean, you, you could bond over certain things, I'm sure. 
Um, and, and goes without saying that, you know, everybody needs somebody like that in their life. And if you've got a group that you can be a part of, how awesome that is. Um, we have about one minute left. Is there anything that either one of you would want to say in terms of either words of encouragement to our audience or, um, just something I, that you would want to, how you would want to wrap up? I would definitely like to say that if you're a combat veteran and you ride motorcycles <laughs> and, and you're looking for brotherhood event. You know, look into combat veteran motorcycle groups or, you know, a- any of them. Um, you know, I'm not a combat veteran, so I can't be a member, but I love going and hanging out with them. I mean, all every right. chapter in this state has done something for dogs to dog takes. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't say that better. You're absolutely right. I know that a lot of people, as you were saying, like Chris, like combat veterans saved their life. There was, there was a part of me that I actually shut off and my... My um, fiance actually said that it's a good thing that I found them. Yeah. Um, so times that by however many veterans are yeah. in the state yeah. that ride motorcycles. Yeah. Life changing. Um, it, it really is. People really that is. change each other's lives. Uh, yeah. I, I just loved it. I mean, they they invited me to the high grounds this year, and mm-hmm. that was you know that was an amazing um, day. Um, yeah. Watching the ceremony, being a part of it, they they asked me to be a part of it. I got to read names um, to respectfully remember mm. um, people who had passed away because of combat, yeah. and um, I, I just can't say enough about them. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they're just they save Chris's life. They donate to dogs to dog takes, and they're just great people to hang out with. Yeah. Well, audience, listening audience, you need to check them out. Uh, I want to thank my guest today, Theo Hollywood Williams (laughs) from the Combat Veterans Motorcycle Association of Wisconsin and Tori Willitson, founder of Dog to Dog Tags. Thank you both uh, for how you've reached out to help other men and women uh, live a healthy, happy life. And thanks for participating in the interview today. Thank you for having us, Joe. You're Thank welcome. you for having us, Jill. I appreciate it. You are welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out to CVMA or Dog to Dog Tags directly. Um, if you know of a great organization and or people that are doing great work in our community that you think would be great guests on the show, feel free to email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a healthy, happy, safe place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can now listen on demand, which means Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. If you know of a veteran who would benefit from knowing about either of the two nonprofits we highlighted today, I'd ask you to share what you've heard. Make them aware of these great resources available right here in our community. If you'd like to make a difference in the life of a veteran, you can do so by donating, volunteering, or advocating for either organization you heard from today. I'm sure anything you do would be appreciated. So take some time to find a way to be a blessing and be a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.